Hi guys, welcome to the Journey Through Med podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to mentoring and motivating international medical students. And on this podcast, we'll be speaking to international medical graduates as well as international medical students to bring to light opportunities and information that will be beneficial on your journey through medicine. I'm your host, Blessing Tonyava, a third-year medical student in China. This podcast promises to be informative, enlightening, and motivating, so be sure to follow us and share the episode. This is the Journey Through Med podcast, and your journey is a story worth telling. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Journey Through Med podcast. This is episode 20, and I'm excited about this episode because I have Rebecca here with me. She is a graduate of Fujian Medical University and recently wrote and passed the USMLE Step 1. How are you doing, Rebecca? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. And congratulations on your success. Amazing. That's great news. <laughs> How did you feel when you saw the 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 notice or was it an email that you have passed and you have passed the exam? Just it was an email actually. And I received the mail like um to check the status of the exam rules on this day like that. So I was a bit worried, uh, should I open? And it was like a few days to Christmas. I'm like, I really want to do this myself. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever it is, I just have to keep it moving forward. I'm going to be alright at the end. So yeah. Open. Voila. I passed. I was so happy. Wow, I am just imagining how the feeling was when you just saw that. Anyway. Okay, so Going into the episode, we'll begin with a random question session. So you choose two numbers, two of your favorite numbers okay. from 1 to 10. Right. Okay, so 7. 7. Okay. <laughs> 7 says, describe your life so far in one sentence. That's, that's difficult. <laughs> hey. Okay, preparing for this exam made me... Uh, prepare like I uh, have a morning routine. Normally, I don't really like stick to a plan for my day and everything. So, while preparing for this, mm. have like a routine, something to keep me on, you know, on check and everything. So, yeah, so my morning routine is um, wake up 7 a.m., okay, study the Bible, and pray, then go around for my day, like uh, praying breakfast. Uh, I have lectures, I go for lectures, if I have something to do for that day, like studying, I study. And then I take breaks, then that's it. Hmm. So you do this every single morning? Every single morning. Nice, nice. Uh, I think recently as well, I've, I've started to gather up my routine. Okay. I, w- I wouldn't call it a routine though, but then just, yeah. I don't think it's a routine. I don't think it's a routine, but just to gather up myself and be productive for that morning. So I think it's good to have a routine, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Nice. Okay, so could you tell us about your background? How was life before China? How was life before med school and all that? Okay. Life before med school, I was back in Nigeria because I did my school last year. Finished quite early. So, um, uh huh. was put before me. Do I want to go abroad to study medicine or stay back in the country? And you know, also do some other science courses. So I had uh, I had to choose <laughs> going abroad, uh, going to China for my medical school uh, studies. So life before China was was good because all my life I've been in Nigeria. I've never traveled outside the country before, and um, used to the food, the lifestyle, my parents, my siblings, friends mm-hmm. around. So it was comfortable for me. Yeah. Uh, deciding on leaving was <laughs> was a bit difficult, but that's something I had to do. Mm. So at what at what age should I say did you leave uh, Nigeria? Because I know most Nigerians leave uh, for the university around sixteen or seventeen, even some fifteen. You know, they are already in in the university. So how how was it leaving you know everything that you ever knew leaving your family to come to China? Did you even know someone in China, <laughs> or you just traveled on your own to an unknown country to study? So you're you're right. Nigerians we tend to go to school early. I was sixteen when I left Nigeria, and that was in the year. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was sixteen. Didn't know anyone in China. That was my first experience. Uh, nobody in China for me. I, but I didn't travel alone. I went with an uncle who was going there for something else. So just tagged along. Oh. Came mm-hmm. together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was 16. I was young. Don't know anything about <laughs> living abroad. Imagine uh, leaving your family, your friends, just graduating recently. So it was... It was a very big decision for me and my family because there was a certain point where, like, do you really have to go? You're young. If you're like 18, okay, would have considered, okay, an adult, you can go, but then 16, how are you going to manage the language and everything? But I decided to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's good that you had uh, an uncle to travel with because most people travel on their own and they get you know, duped by the taxi drivers when they get to their city and, and all that. So it was good that you had someone to travel with, yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about China and your your journey in China, your medical journey in China. Did you? Of course you did. <laughs> uh, of course you did. So what were the, the, the other challenges you faced aside the language barrier because the language barrier is the biggest thing everyone talks about the language barrier not able to speak the language not able to interact even with the lectures and all that so aside that challenge were there any other challenges that you faced be it personal or you know general maybe in the school that you were in and all that okay i think one of the major challenges i had a lot of challenges uh, one of the mm. many 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 ones the food. <laughs> Imagine all the food. Yeah, the food. It was a big transition <laughs> for me. <laughs> Very uh, big. 
style and their cultural, you know, is different. It mm-hmm. has this, um, it's unique. I wouldn't say it's uh, not good. It's unique. Um, there are some certain things uh, back home you get to do, and you don't get to uh, find it like is uh, is uh, not proper or something. But in China, it's a big deal. Yeah. So that transition from uh, coming from an African home to the Western world was was huge. It was huge for me, and also um, getting used to their systems. The way they do things, yeah. So that was another thing for me. <laughs> I forgot to add <laughs> communications, social media. Like, mm. apps don't get to use. We don't have like a special uh, network or connection. I don't want to mention the names on here. But then it was difficult. Imagine uh, moving all the way mm. and you are finding the cheapest ways to communicate with your family. Your friends and yeah, your you know many people just life. give up. Yeah. things like that, but then you know, persevere and find ways. The alternative for you, there are many things you can do, even if uh one way doesn't go the way you want. You can always find another method to get your things done. So that's what I did. So yeah. Hmm. Mm, great. So you you did your your last year of internship in China as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did that year too. Oh, how was that experience? Okay, internship. I would say it was quite good, not like the best, but <laughs> it was okay. Um, because the teachers in my hospital where I did my internship, um. Uh, they love to engage you in conversations and teach you. But one of the major problems was uh, the, you know, the diseases in the Western world and back home, they are quite different. So the cases you get to meet in the hospital, mm. I go back to Nigeria now, same things you have to treat. So that was the major uh, difference there. But uh, with regards to teaching, learning techniques and other stuff, it was amazing because the teachers were they were very very engaging, and they were willing to teach and help students. So it was quite good, I should say. Mm. Yeah. Great, great. Which year did you graduate? That was last year or twenty twenty one. So actually, I graduated twenty twenty one, November. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, so what was what was the most difficult thing that you'd say? You know, what was the most difficult thing about your entire medical journey, if you were to summarize it? What would you say that stood out? What would you say was the most difficult part of your journey? Okay. For me, I would say the most difficult part of my journey in medical school was the... What should I say? There are lots. You just have to pick one out. Okay, let's say it should be, No, no, um, you can you can flow. <laughs> Alright. So it could it should be the um the teaching you get. Um mm. like uh in a, in a classroom. When got a lot of students for uh, I I felt like uh, uh the teachers didn't really, really go in depth of how I wanted to know a particular subject or topic. Do you get what I mean? So I think because of the language mm-hmm. difference, it was a big deal. So 
some topics and uh, some subjects, I have to go back home to my room, sit down and try to understand on my own. So I could really, really grasp yeah. everything concerning that. So that was a problem. I felt it was a bit rushed. I don't know. We didn't really get everything, you know. So that was one problem for me. Mm. So, yeah. Mm, okay and then i'm like thank god for youtube thank god for i don't know what you use like to your arm boss or whatever but thank god for that right <laughs> YouTube, books, friends, yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah so get it into usmle at what stage or what level did you you know, come to it that you wanted to take step one or you wanted to take step two or you wanted to just go into that USMLE journey? Okay. So I would say it started my fifth year. Uh, a family friend of mine, like, we're having a discussion. And I was like, uh, wouldn't you like to work in the US? You know, <laughs> wouldn't you like to write the USMLE to go practice there? What are your plans after school? Things like that. I didn't really take it very serious because I was like, okay, fine. I have like one year extra. That's the fifth year, right? Okay, fine. I can plan this. Yeah. But when I go to like sixth year, I'm like, oh my, what am I going to do after school? What are my plans? Do I intend to practice like my country, go other uh, other countries to practice or something like that? So my sixth year, second semester, that was when I started studying. But before that, I was just trying to gather, you know, information about the exam, asking people, oh, do you know this and that? So that was it. So basically, sixth year, second semester, that was when I actually started preparing for it. Mm, how long did you take to prepare and to write and all that? Okay. So like I said, first thing first was to gather information. So I tried to gather mm. as much as I can. And the resources to use, the books to buy, uh, where to go, you get me. So that was the first step for me because I know people are like, okay, fine, you want to write an exam, but you don't know how to study for it. So I was on the fence because people I meet, they have no experience. Is it that they all go back home or plan other things or doing a master's? Do you get me? So nobody was really yeah. uh, trying to go. In the journey I wanted to go, so it was a bit lonely for me, I should say. So mm. The information I got was online, asking people online, and that's one good thing about uh, social media. Uh, there's a, like a really vast network of information out there, just for you to go there, ask or search for it. So yeah, that's what I did. Mm. I tried to gather all the information, the books, and the resources, what I should do. And then just uh, make a file or create like, uh, how will I say, <laughs> create like a, a schedule for me to follow. So that was how I did. But all the preparations, let's say, took me a bit of over, uh, I should put it, before I started studying, it should take like six months just trying to gather everything. <laughs> but it was a bit slow for me. Oh. I didn't know anything about this exam. I was just trying to see mm. because if I if I try this it doesn't work out, okay, fine, let me use the other way. Or at, at the end of like maybe six months, I knew okay, fine, this is what I have to do, what I have to use, and everything. So that was how it was for me. Mm. 
Mm, that was a really great step. Uh making use or taking advantage of social media to get the information and all that you needed to prepare adequately for that exam. Yeah. Mm, Okay. So, so talking about the application process, how did you apply and in which city is in China or in Nigeria that you wrote the exam? Okay. So finding materials for the exam is, uh, one section of everything. Trying to register is a whole okay. other ball game. Yeah? Uh, this is something <laughs> I have never done. I don't have like a senior to run to. Like, how did you do this or that? Or yeah. Let me. So everything I could find for myself, I found online or just uh, asking someone else. So the application process for the exam was quite tedious because there were a lot of steps you had to do. Go on notary cam. Do this, submit your documents, get pay for fees in dollars. I'm using a Chinese account. <laughs> you understand? So those barriers were there, mm. but I was able to, you know, overcome those things. So yeah, for the exam, I wrote it in um in Shanghai, in Shanghai. So I wrote it in mm, Shanghai. Okay. Um, okay. Can we go? Uh. Ah, okay. Can we go deeper into the application process? Uh, like, what exactly did you do? Because, yeah, because there are people, like you said, as yourself, you didn't even know uh, where to start from, who to go to, what to do. So I believe that there are people out there, there are people who listen to this podcast who are also... Uh, not who also who also do not know exactly what to do. Like, hey, I want to take the USM in Libra. What should I do? Who should I go to? Where should I look at? What should I do? Where should I even start studying and all that? So, let's get a bit into that application process. Okay, so for international medical graduates are looking to go for residency in the US. You have to use this portal called the ECFNG. So you just go www.ecfng.org. Mm. There's some information there on the website and things that is really uh, easy to go through. Just uh, maybe uh, when going through the process, you might find some uh, difficulties. You just ask. But on the website, it's really um, easy procedure for you to you know follow, and it's not quite um, tedious. It's just um, uh, the problem I had was um, trying to provide documents to submit and preparing for the notary camp. So for the exam, firstly, you have to um, apply for, I think it's a Form 186 or something. I'm just going I'm just going deep. But if to make everything easier uh-huh. for anybody who's looking to go into the process, you should just go to the website www.ecfmg.org. And the process is quite mm. easy for foreign medical graduates to follow. And just when you finish the step, just go to the next. And the next, just like that, it's easy to go through. So mm. you don't have like a problem trying to navigate that uh, website. So, yes. Mm, okay. Okay. So, uh which resources did you use in your study and your preparation? Did you use FSA? Did you use UWorld? I've heard about Ambos and and many. You know, there are so many, so many resources out there that people, yeah. 
So how do you even know which one to use and which one would be most beneficial for you as you prepare for the step one? Okay. So for me, I had to use a first aid. Um, I didn't get to use Ambrose because I had new wards. So I used that for some time. Mm. And I used a little bit of D&D videos, uh, YouTube, and some textbooks on the side. So, you know, there's this transition from... In China, we do the uh, OBJ and the theory part of questioning for exams. We don't really yeah. get to do the mm-hmm. questioning. Uh, if you were to, like, take a question from uh, USMLE, and uh, go through them. You will find it a bit difficult at first. That's what I tell anybody. Don't <laughs> don't be discouraged because uh, the first time is always hard. So if you keep uh, doing questions, keep uh, trying to look for a uh, language. Uh, what I call it, uh, knowledge deficit. Because in China, the curriculum, the way we're taught in medical school, is quite different from uh, uh, apart, those in the U.S. or other countries. Like yeah, mm-hmm. so that transitioning from going from learning things I was taught in medical school to that of the things I had to know to know there was quite like a very very big knowledge gap. So I had to find myself to fill in that gap to have a lot of knowledge for me to go through the questions. So I had to uh, study a lot of books, um, watch a lot of videos. And try to understand the way they um, they ask their questions. So yeah, that's what I did. Mm, interesting. So was it like you while using you world? You had a schedule to say I'm going to go through sixty questions every day, or I'm going to go through I don't know four topics every week. Like what was your what was your strategy like? Okay. So uh, when mm. I saw people that someone people took a year to prepare for it so less than two months if i'm studying for this exam am i studying the right thing am i doing it wrong things like that so what advice i'll give to anyone on this process take it step by step it's your journey your journey is different mm. from others. Some people, they get to answer maybe 80 questions a day. Maybe while you're starting, you can only do two or three. That three, make sure you understand everything about it. You get, don't rush the process. Mm. For me, the main thing is understanding everything concerning a topic for this exam. So that's mm. it. Don't rush it. When I started, I, I couldn't finish 10 questions. <laughs> But if I go online, I think, oh, I did one thirteen questions today. I don't think I'm doing enough. I'm, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm trying to finish 10, and I couldn't. How are you guys doing this? Every time, even if I get to do just 5, 10, 20. But mm. at times, like when I was able to catch up, do 40 questions, do 80 questions, you get. So it's a process. Trust yeah. The process. Mm. Yeah. And don't be discouraged because your story, your journey is different from others. And don't compare yourself. You just get discouraged and quit the whole process. 
So yeah. Mm, exactly, exactly. But did you ever get discouraged to say, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not pursuing this anymore. See, I'm just dropping this USMLE right here." <laughs> So many times, I mean, so many times. Mm. There are days I get so discouraged. Like I don't want to even look at a book. Like I keep studying for something, and I keep telling that same thing. What am I doing wrong? You get me. Mm. Like, what is wrong? When am I ever yeah. going to write this exam? It's taking so much time to prepare for. I've never had to study for how many months for an exam. You get me. So mm. a lot of times, yeah. I feel so discouraged. And what kept me going was trying to, you know, think about the future. Where do I see myself in the next four years, five years? What's my plan? Since mm. people can do this, I've seen others who did this. I can also do it. It's not that difficult. <laughs> so I just kept trying to encourage myself. And then I feel maybe mm. to study, I take a break. If you go watch a movie, mm. <laughs> watch a movie, go to the yeah, movie, go shopping, do that. Because this exam is mm. on your physical health, your mental health, <laughs> financially, mm-hmm. you have to find a balance for everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that finding the balance part. I love it. I love it. And and you said earlier about taking it one, one step at a time. It is your journey. And... And on this podcast, you know, I keep emphasizing that it is your journey. It is not anyone else's. You are on this journey and it's solely your journey. So comparing yourself to people, if you are comparing yourself to anyone, then it is to make you a better person and not to beat yourself down about not being able to solve 100 questions in one hour or whatever, (laughs) whatever that it is. Yeah. Mm, focusing on understanding, understanding the concepts instead of just trying to cram everything and it won't get you anywhere. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And taking a break as well, if you are feeling overwhelmed or if you are feeling a bit burned out or stressed because of it, you can just take a, a day's break, a day's off just to relax and revitalize yourself mentally spiritually emotionally and then bounce back on your journey Mm, nice 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 how many hours or was was the exam okay the exam um it's seven hours long one hour break so that's eight hours in total (laughs) (laughs) i'm laughing like how did you sit there for seven hours (laughs) So the thing was, um, before the day of the exam, I had to like create that environment, you know, like that. Um, mm. uh, yes, that environment of sitting down for seven hours. How long I could go for? Oh, I had to create. Wow, you did that. Yes, I had. Mm. <laughs> seven hours long. It was as the first time, like. The first time I tried it, I couldn't. Two hours, my brain was already shutting down. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Yeah. So, <laughs> as time went on, I could do three hours, four hours. I could answer more questions. You get. So, you have to train yourself. Mm. That scenario of, okay, time yourself. Uh, maybe set an alarm for maybe in the next seven hours. Uh, what am I going to do? This? Then, you sit down in a quiet place. You you and your laptop and or whatever you're using to study. Just sit mm-hmm. down there and time yourself and look at how far your limits 
of how many questions you can do before the exam. Yeah. Trust me, if you don't do that, and the first time you ever get to do that is in the exam hall, your brain is going to shut down. It is going to just mm-hmm. go overdrive. And some things you already know, like you know this thing, but on that day you just get to miss it because your brain is, is overheating. <laughs> You're not used to mm. that kind of scenario. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think that that's the place uh, discipline comes in to discipline yourself yes. on your journey, you know, preparing to to take that exam to say, Every week, maybe every week, I'm going to sit for an hour or two at the beginning, and then you continue to four hours, you continue to five hours. And by the time you realize, you know, you can even sit straight for seven hours without any break, and you'd still be fine. Yeah. Mm. So if you were to begin this whole USMLE writing step one, you know, journey all over again, what would you do differently? What would you do differently? Mm. The first time, what I would do differently is try to be, be patient. Try to mm. uh, love yourself in this journey. Do not compare yourself. Do not compare yeah. yourself. I remember the first first time I started anything, I just go online and look at people's journey. Oh my, I did this, I did mm. that. Oh, am I doing enough? Things like that. When you start comparing, Oh my, it's going to take a toll on you. Physically, mentally, mm. it's just going to wear you down. So what I would tell my <laughs> my younger self then while preparing is do not compare yourself. Take it one step at a time. And what works for uh, person A is not really going to work for you. So you should uh, find mm. your lane or find out what works for you and stick to it no matter what. No matter what is happening around you, just block out the noise and do you. You get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Block out the distraction. There are distractions. <laughs> I have this picture on my phone that says, uh, says 10 of the distractions. It's time to work or something like that. And whenever I see it, you know, that's the point where I'm really being distracted and it always comes up at that point. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. So turning off the distractions and distractions can come in even ways that you don't, you're not even thinking. You might think a distraction is you sleeping all night on Friday, but then we should also focus on the little, little distractions like picking up your phone when you know you are not supposed to pick up your phone until you are done with that question bank or something, you know, using your phone for 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 whatever during your study periods and all that. So also being aware of those little, little distractions and staying away from them, <laughs> keeping them away. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so do you have any advice to anyone who is thinking, should I, should I, should I go in into this journey? Because you know, the USMLE is is a long journey. It's a long journey. <laughs> so, any advice to anyone who is contemplating whether to go into it or not, and anyone who has already started but is somehow discouraged to say, should I even continue? on this journey should i even take step one or 
anyone who has already taken step one but they didn't pass on the first on the first take so do you have any advice for such people okay so you see the u.s generally is a journey if you start starting if you've ever taken it and you've not passed just know it's part of your story your experience because on that day yeah and the match they are not going to bring anyone else's results or anything whatever you are going through Mm. going through it do not stop it just keep trying and trying. Just the one thing about the exam is going to teach you patience. It's going to teach you discipline. It's going to teach you <laughs> consistency, how to create a schedule. Yeah. It. So if you mm. get to do all that, and don't forget to take breaks. I keep telling myself, <laughs> the, day, the time I started, mm-hmm. it was all uh, studying, studying all through, no rest. It affected me physically, my, my health. Mm. Yeah, my health, it affected my health, my, uh, my, uh, how would I even say, my, my mental health was at stake at that, at that period. Mm. So if you want to take a break, do that. If you want to take a day's break, two days break, a week break, you deserve it. You should tell yourself, I deserve this break. I know what I'm working for. Yeah. I know I'm going to get there. For this break, I deserve mm. to charge to revitalize yourself so you can prepare and move forward with this process. So trust, mm. trust the process, trust yourself. Believe you can do this. Even if you've had attempts before you took step one, you failed, you're not the first person. If you go online, that's one good thing, one beautiful thing about social media. There are people who have had mm. experiences who have gone through this journey and they share their stories. So if you read some motivational stories, it just keeps you going. It gives you this charge of mm. moving forward, like, oh, yes, I can do this. Do you get me? So do not give up. Yeah. Because there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You cannot tell me preparing mm-hmm. for all this and you are going to reap the benefits. So just stay on track. Yeah. Stay on track. Even if it's taking you months, years, as long as you are there, stay on track. You are going to get there. Mm. Just believe. So that's it. Mm, super 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 great yeah i like the part of of the lessons that the journey will teach you consistency patience you know perseverance and if you've tried it and you didn't succeed it's a part of your story it's a part of your journey it might sting some way some no not it might it will sting you because yeah it will sting you you've you've spent time you've you've put in effort and you still didn't succeed but trust me it is a part of your journey it is a part of your process and it makes your story even more beautiful it it does it makes your story even more beautiful so Great. It's great to have you. So what are your plans after 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 here? I mean after step one. <laughs> you are you're done with step one. So what next? So after step one I took a break of studying or doing anything. I just took like oh Of course. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm not going to fuss about yeah. bad or anything. Mm. So after step one and the break, then I uh I started studying for the step two now. I'm currently on step two. Whoa. I really know that thing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So. Nice, nice. I wish you the very, very best. The very best in step two as well. 
Thank you so much. Okay, so I'll go on to take the quote of the episode and it says, Life is made of a series of tries that not only lead us to that to the next stone in our path, but also teaches valuable lessons. The process of trying transforms you. If you fail to give up, that's more powerful than any rejection letter will ever be. And this is from a student who blogs at Spinning in Scraps. So you can check out Spinning in Scraps. And I, I kind of think that this quote has just summed up everything you've said yeah. and everything we've, we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it did. It did. And so that's how we wrap up on today's episode. Just know that it is your journey and your journey is a story worth telling. It was so great.